Welcome to Godseeker. This is Elizabeth Fulgaro. The current message? Private time. Every morning before the dawn, I rise to spend time with God. I let the Holy Spirit wake me, not setting an alarm so as not to wake my husband. He is also a very early riser, but I want to get up when Holy Spirit wants me up. And if that is sooner than he makes my husband wake, then I want my husband to be able to sleep. I call this time my private time with God. It began around the mid-1990s when our children were small. Initially, it was not about God at all. I needed time to work on projects my husband and I had agreed were priority, but did not fit in the flow of the regular day. Not at home with three children aged five and under. They were my priority and my delight. I had waited decades for this time with them. But there was work to be done, work which required focus. To make progress, I needed more than 15 minutes without interruption at a time. Thus, I began to arise before the dawn to work, to be alone, in the quiet. It had not worked to try to stay up later than the children. Though they were in bed early and good sleepers, in the hours rolling up to and past midnight, things would naturally come up which they needed. A glass of water, comfort following bad dreams, you know how it goes. They were good children. These things were normal, and I did not mind. But it meant for me evening time and going into the night was productive mommy time, but not productive for other work beyond us. And if I tried to stay up later, I was too tired. I needed to sleep first. By 4 a.m., the house was almost always fully quiet and would remain so for several hours before the non-stop intensity of the next day burst in. So it was at 4 a.m. I would normally rise. At first, I worked feverishly on these other projects with Christian popular music playing in the background. I was still very new in my return to faith in Jesus Christ and just beginning to give him lordship, in other words, to allow him to be boss over my life. This meant just beginning to wrestle with the very real idea that God had ideas and plans for my life which I needed to seek out instead of making my own plans and asking him to bless these. Honestly, I don't know when it was that it first hit me. Not work first in my day, but God first. God. If I said I believed in him, and he was so much greater that he couldn't be fully comprehended, if he was over all, and in that majestic mightiness caring for me and those I loved, and everyone else at all times, in ways where I wasn't even aware, didn't I need to understand more as well this relationship between him and me? If he was that awesome, where I should be awestruck just thinking about him, and he had all power but was love. Wasn't he worthy of some of my attention? To give him some homage that he was the most important. Not that he needed it. He had been quite sufficient unto himself throughout the ages and even before he decided to create the universe and humanity within it. But because of who he was, in an attempt to acknowledge that he had this place. That no matter whether I ignored him or paid attention, he was there anyway. To invite him to share with me whatever he knew I needed to know. To let him grow me 
and the relationship between us. Perhaps realizing I needed to give God some focused attention went alongside, reaching that place where I realized all my plans were untenable, that what it seemed according to common human wisdom that I ought to get done each day could not get done in the manner to which I had been trained. There were physically not enough hours, so everything was being done to a level which by my standards was not good enough. To my standards, by my standards, it had reached that point. I was failing everywhere. But I had learned the Holy Spirit would speak to me if I would listen, and he would direct my steps in the will of God. I would never get it perfectly, but it would be enough. Enough for God's standards, because his was the power which worked through things to enable them to accomplish his purposes, not mine. And he was the one who actually knew what needed to be done right now and what on my list could fall away. He knew my future and how all the seemingly spinning and separate pieces were supposed to fit together, which was something I would never clearly see on my own. It might seem counterintuitive when there already is not sufficient time for what seems like the necessary, to choose to do less when all the other obligations of life have to stay. But this is what I chose. I decided the highest priority and the easy decision if he was truly the God I believed him to be, was to elect to spend time with God first each day. This decision was transformative and remained so. To seek that God connection first, to have intentional private time with him daily, has become one of the anchors of my life. I call it private time with God. For each person who pursues it, the structure of this private time with God will be different because he made you uniquely you and your personal relationship with God will be somewhat unique as well. Certainly he is the same God. His character and attributes will be the same always with each person. But he may have made you to be fed more in your relationship with him through the vibration of music. Perhaps you relate more to him through crunching through his word, the Bible. Maybe your place of deepest God connection, where he feeds you what you need, is a level of contemplative prayer. Perhaps he stills your mind and meets with you most on a walk or working in the garden. These are just a few examples. Important is not as much the exact way you spend time with God, but that you do it. Private time with God is foundational to my God-seeker journey. It is when my attention is turned fully and undistracted to God, for whatever He would like to reveal to me through how Holy Spirit leads me to invest that day's time. Your private time with God does not have to begin at 4 a.m. That is what worked and works for me. It's that to which He calls me. Oh, and the funny thing? When I give priority to that alone time with God, even though realistically this gives me fewer hours to accomplish each day's necessary tasks, which are already too many, I actually get more done. In other words, through this time together, supernatural God gives me the strength, clarity, and God direction, the deeper God connection, through the rest of my day, which causes each day to be more productive in a servant-of-God productive sort of way. His work gets increasingly accomplished 
and he lets me see glimmers of how he is using me. It brings me sometimes to tears of awe and gratitude. So stunned am I at the magnitude and majesty of his caring plan for each one. Yes, he'll show you glimpses of how he is using you too. And I don't know if there are words adequately to express the wonder when you get to recognize just a little bit of how he is using you in his plan of exquisite, beyond comprehending fully love for all. Private time with God. Ask him, what does it look like for you? Try it out. Go quiet within and ask him first where in your day you should put this. Remember, we don't always hear correctly or fully because we are like toddlers in our comprehension in comparison to God. And sometimes the way he shows you what he does want is by what he has you try, which doesn't work. Call it a godly process of elimination. So dare to attempt to go quiet interiorly, stilling all the other demanding voices, and ask him, Hey Jesus, hey Lord, hey God, I don't know you very well yet, but I know you're there because it's a promise. Hey Holy Spirit, I know you know God's will for me, his best for me. Where should I put this private time with God? What should I do with it? Where do I begin? You can start as simple as something like that. Don't panic if you don't hear anything right away. Like most things worthwhile and good, listening for God's voice takes practice, especially since it doesn't sound like that to which you have been accustomed. And don't worry about how to spend this time with God. Please don't let the idea of it intimidate you. In these God-seeker messages, we will continue to talk about different ways to spend time with God. As an easy starting place, just relax with him with one of the songs or playlists of songs available for you on my YouTube channel or other streaming services. Or acquire one of the CDs it seems Holy Spirit is highlighting for you at this time. Lastly, please don't pressure yourself for these private times with him to look a particular way. Let God set the standards. Let him lead you. He knows what will most beautifully fit your life. He knows how much time he wants you to spend focused with him like this, when and how. And it might not look the same every day. For now, just know, much beauty and many exquisite soul care gifts from him are waiting for you through private time with God. Listen to the song, Still, on my YouTube channel, various streaming services, or on the Restore CD. The song Still was written as my heart's cry when I didn't want to leave the special closeness of his presence, which I began to experience in my private times with him. How I longed for his presence, his very real touch, to go with me throughout the day, and so I cried out to him like Moses had done. As a result, he did let me become more aware of his closeness with me all day long and in all circumstances. Let's finish with the scripture, the verses in the Bible, quoting the conversation between God and Moses, and let this be our prayer. We find the conversation in the book of Exodus in the Old Testament, in chapter 33, and we're going to highlight verses 14 and 15. And the Lord said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest by bringing you and the people into the promised land. 
And Moses said, If your presence does not go with me, do not lead us up from here. Thank you for joining in. Godseeker messages are sponsored by Eagle's Nest Foundation. This is Elizabeth Fulgaro. Until next time, let the song still become your heart's cry and keep seeking God.